This is Corey Willis with PBI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, I'm Clint Cannon from APS. This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Cass from Diesel Doctor of Tennessee, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're really excited to have you guys with us today. One of our most popular requests that we get every week is about restoring older trucks. And whether it's a first-gen Cummins, an OBS Ford, or even swaps into like say a C10 or like a 78 F250 or different things like that. And you guys are really passionate about taking the simplicity of older vehicles and combining it with diesel power. And we this we were so grateful this guy reached out to us because he's got a really cool build. It's a, a first gen Cummins and he had one in high school and he sold it and he always regretted that decision and so he's going to tell us about how he got back into one how he found the truck and then what he went through with body paint the interior the motor what his goals are for the truck and what he where he takes it what what he does how he's met other people that want to do the same thing and he's going to give us some tips for you guys out there that are looking to do the same thing whether it's restoring one or doing a swap on an older truck or something like that so we know you guys are going to love this this episode before we get into it, though, we want to ask you for a huge favor. We are working on booking the most popular guest that has ever been on an automotive podcast, at least. And one of the things they look for are iTunes reviews. And right now, we are the top rated and highest rated, most rated diesel truck podcast that's out there in the world. But we need your help to get more. So we'd like to ask you guys to go on iTunes. Go to the Diesel Podcast and give us a review. And you can just rate us, or if you want to leave a comment, let us know who you want to hear from, if there's topics that you are really interested in, or if you know a really cool build out there, something that the Diesel community needs to hear, just leave it in the comments. We do check them all the time, and we'll make sure to reach out to those people and have them on the podcast or get a company on to talk about a product or anything like that. So we want to ask you for that huge favor. And then we also want to thank two of our sponsors who help make the Diesel Podcast possible in episodes like this. The first is BD Diesel. BD Diesel is the official injector of the Diesel Podcast. So if you're looking for stock replacement or performance injectors for Cummins, Duramax, Power Stroke, any year range, they've got them. Go to dieselperformance.com. You can search by your year and make, and you'll be able to find them there. Select any options that you have. If you have questions, you can call BD. You can chat on the website. You can email them. They're more than happy to help you. And also PPI. PPI is the leader in custom tuning for Cummins, Duramax, or Power Stroke. They've always been that way, but they're taking a lot of new technologies, new testing methods to be able to bring you all the experience they've learned tuning trucks and bring it to basically anything that's new, whether it's a a 5-liter Cummins, a 3-liter Power Stroke, 6.7 Cummins, 6.7 Power Stroke, the L5P, LMLs, they've got it all. Go to ppi.com. You can search all the different tuning options they have, or you can you know call, message, chat on their website. They're more than happy to help you guys. So we encourage you to, to check out our sponsors and support those who support the podcast. All right, guys, let's get to the podcast talking about this first-gen restoration. Jason, welcome to the Deuce Podcast. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. I was really excited when you, when you reached out to us. I'm a big Cummins fan anyway, but especially the first-gens. And you've got a really cool story I know our listeners are going to love hearing about and I just wanted you to tell us a little bit about the truck and how uh how you came to own it and, and your plans and the process of building it all righty um I, I drove a, a first in in high school that was uh pretty much like the truck i've got now and i sold it just like anybody else does when 
when I get a little bit older and a little bit dumber. So I sold it because I wanted a four-wheel drive truck. And ever since I sold it, I've regretted it. So my dad, I told my dad, I said, I'd really like to find another first-gen, just like the truck that I had in high school. He calls me one day, and he says, hey, I think I found the truck on a little lot. So we went and looked at it. And uh, as soon as I I rode in, I knew that was a truck that I wanted because I wanted to do another restore. just kind of like people say in high school, you know, you have the old Camaro or or Chevelle, you know, I wish I had it back. And that was kind of my story. So we got the truck and I drove it for, I gosh, five years. And I uh, woke up one day and told my wife, I said, you know, I said, I want, I want to sell my truck that I had. It was 2000, um, 2012, which was about paid off. So we sold it and took that money and invested into this first gen. And then uh, we went from there. What what year first gen is it? It's a it's a ninety model non intercooled. Nice. Did it have is that the manual or the auto? No, it's got the seven was it seven twenty seven a seven thirty seven transmission. Okay, and that now the truck itself was it? Did you have to do like a complete restoration of it or? No, actually the the when I drove it, I knew the truck was pretty tight. Uh, the body panels was good. It, it wasn't it was not a northern truck where it's been in salt, so I knew it had good bones under it. So when we decided to, to do that, what really got it started was my uh, heater coil went out. And when I was taking the dash out, I dropped a little bit of antifreeze inside the, uh, inside the, inside the cab on the carpet. So I told my wife, I said, you know, I'm going to have to replace that carpet. So <laughs> that really got the ball rolling. So we replaced the carpet. And then uh, I got on social media on Facebook and a guy in Kentucky uh, had painted his motor, the valve covers and, and the air horn and done some other stuff. And I thought, you know, I wonder what my truck would look like that. Like so I done the same thing. And then the more I got into it, the more I was like, it's, I want to build this thing, you know, as far as stripping it down and painting it and doing all the, the suspension work and, and that kind of stuff. And with the body, did did you go with the, the factory colors or did you change it up a little bit? I changed it up a little bit. I, I kept the Colorado red because I really liked the red. Um, but the silver that it had in it was was not very pretty to me. So I went with the PS2, which is a late model Chrysler color. And we changed the paint lines. Um, it had really wide gray strips down the side. So we narrowed that in a little bit to kind of get a little better, better look. So the paint lines are along the body lines. Okay. Um, when we done the paint, I was really adamant about not using pinstripes to cover up the two colors coming together. So when it went into the paint booth, I, I probably spent an hour walking around it just rubbing the, the paint tape just to make sure that it didn't bleed through. So as I was painting the truck and it come out and we pulled the tape off, I was pretty excited to know that I did not have to use pinstripes. <laughs> so that was, that was nice. <laughs> that was really, really nice. Now, for the rest of like the interior, did you have to replace a lot, or was it pretty good shape? The interior was in was in decent shape, but we pulled since I had to dash out, and I just pulled out a trim out as well, and went ahead and sanded it down and repainted it back to a factory color of a gray. Um, I had new carpet in it. Um, it the head headliner was was in bad shape, so we replaced the headliner, put a new headliner in it. Um, 
as far as the seats, the seats come out of a second gen. Okay. Uh, we had another truck at work that was that was a wreck, and the seats were the the frame mile was good, but the covers wasn't from where it was was hit. So I took the seats and took them down to to metal and sanded them, primed them, painted them back, and I found a a interior shop right here close to home. And so happened the guy had a 90 model second gen that when he bought it new, I'm sorry, a 99, a 99 second gen, he brought the truck home and did not want cloth interior. So he took the interior, the cloth interior, and put it in his attic in storage and put vinyl. So when I come to this guy to try to get, get him route, he says, so happened I have a set of covers that has got maybe 200 miles on them. <laughs> and he made me a deal in it, and so the seats are really, really good shape. Then, like for finding any parts that you needed, as far as like the interior, even exterior, are those hard to find, or are there a lot of good places where you can? Um, locate? there's several, there's several places on Facebook that I used that was uh, first gen pages. So I just put it, I put my ad out there, you know, looking for parts, and kept looking for parts. And when somebody would post it, if I needed them, and I would buy them. So I had a few crack interior pieces. So I bought somebody that had a wreck truck, and they were selling all the interior pieces. So I bought all them. Some of them were red. Some of them was a kind of a brown color. And we repainted them, the pieces that we needed. And the rest I just put in storage. Probably, probably the hardest part that I've had to find is an outer shell for the grill. Um, 90 to 91, they switched grills. So there's an aluminum piece that goes all the way around the front of the truck, and uh, I've had the worst time finding that part that was in good shape. I imagine, yeah, I imagine that's probably pretty tough to find. <laughs> it is, it is. I can, I can find the 91s through 93s. I can probably find them all day. Um, some of them, they may have the Dodge emblem on them. Some of them may just, may, may not. But... Uh, that's not the truck that I want. You know, I want it to look like the factory, factory grill. I think that paying attention to that kind of detail and keeping it, you know, as, as close to original as you could is like you, what you were talking about with, you know, like when we were kids, our dads and uncles and everyone was talking about the Camaros and Chevelles and Mustangs and Chargers and all that sort of stuff. And it has just that original feel to it that is so cool and then changing it up a little bit making it you know personal to a, the colors you like or the seats and you know different things like that is makes it really unique i've had a lot of people ask me you know why don't you put a, a newer turbo on there a bigger turbo with the intercooler because the truck didn't have intercooler the intercooler i did i didn't want to change it i want to leave it as close to original without taking a characteristic away from it and when you when you had the body I'll say, well, I'll say excluding the body and, you know, with the frame and the, just everything that's underneath it. Did, did you guys go through that as well and paint no, the like frame? I, said, I, I had a good truck to begin with. Um, the, the paint on it was real bad. And I had a few dings here and there. I mean, it was, the truck's almost 30 years old. Um, so it had a few places here and there that we fixed. But as far as finding any rot or rust, we were we was we was lucky. We when we took the bed off, we paint uh, taped up the cab and went ahead and painted the frame while we had it off. Um, we didn't have to pull the cab, which was which was a great thing. 
Um, the engine, we just dressed up the parts that we had without having to pull the motor. So some people, when they start a truck like that, you know, they're they're pretty rough shape. I, I got lucky. Being a southern truck, you know, I got real lucky. It is, yeah. And I, it's, it's like when you think of the first gens and even the second gens, well, especially the 12 valves, you think of the reliability, you think of the fuel economy and just how long they'll last. And I think it's part of the allure of it, uh, of the older trucks is there's so much you don't have to worry about. There's no EGR, DPF, SCR, all the, all the electronics, all the different things. And it's kind of like the Holy grail of owning a diesel or those early ones. Well, my, my dad always told me growing up that if it's simple, then you won't have a lot of trouble with it. It's just when you start getting, you know, no matter if it's mechanical or whatever, if it starts getting complex, then you, you'll have, you'll have trouble out of it. And that was, that was what made me really like the, the 12 valves. They're simple. I mean, there's got a lot of room under the hood. Um, they're not that hard to work on really. Did, um, as far as like the pump and exhaust and stuff are those all stock or do you maybe play around with those a little bit <laughs> well while i was doing it i had a i had a friend that that has worked on pumps for years um at a local shop i had him to pull the pump and go ahead and go through it and reseal it since i didn't want it to leak diesel you know on the ground so he resealed it and put it back on and uh he's turned the fuel up just a little bit i didn't want to go plumb crazy uh, we turned the fuel a little bit and bumped the timing up just a hair we put a different a danny t fuel pin in it and it was 3200 governor screen uh spring and that was about as all, all we done with the pump nice so it's it's about as factory as as they came it is which... we changed the turbo housing we put a bnd 16 uh millimeter turbo housing on the back side of the turbo and a four-inch diamond eye um, exhaust, and then we put 100 horsepower injectors in it. That's probably why we didn't turn the pump up too hot. I just okay. didn't want to get pumped crazy. What kind of fuel economy does it get? Before, I don't drive it a whole lot now just because I, I like to take it to truck shows, and I've just kind of put it back for my kids so that when they get older, um, it gets somewhere around the 20 miles or better on the fuel economy. Nice. So um, I've got a newer truck and it don't it don't get twenty miles to the gallon. <laughs> I wish it did. <laughs> I wish it did. Um, you know, I, I put it back because I want my kids to be able to enjoy it. You know, when they get a little bit older. They're they're getting harder to find. You know, they it's, are. It's just it's so tough. Even the second gens are are tough i mean they're out there but just it takes some time and persistence i think to to find a good truck to to restore or you know even just to drive especially this truck has a hundred ten thousand miles on it so for a for a first gen that's relatively low it only has a hundred ten thousand miles on only a hundred ten thousand yeah <laughs> it sure does it sure does that's why it sits in in the in the garage with the cover over it and I get it out maybe once a month or every other month and drive it just a little bit to kind of keep everything lubed and and moving. But I want to try to hold it as long as I can, you know, it's miles down. That's cool. So what kind of got me started on wanting to rebuild it too, one, I had it in high school. I wanted to like it. 
And I went to a couple of truck shows around here that had, you know, sled pulling and drag racing. And I would take a newer truck. You know, they had 22-inch wheels and tires and bumpers and all that. And you would never really get a second look at it. So by doing the first gen, um, they wasn't a lot out there. Um, and they were a little bit different. So I've had more success doing that. And I've been lucky. Uh, there's a lot of nice trucks out there but not many first gens. That's so true. It, if I think of going to a, a truck event it, it, and the new ones are great or, you know, the newer ones are, they, they have so many features to them, which are nice, but you can look in the parking lot and you're going to see a lot of them with the same, you know, style of wheels, tires, lift, same type of stuff on it. But when you see, a, you know, a 25, 30 year old truck that is clean and, just you could tell it's well taken care of and and the owner takes pride in it you stop and you look and you can just appreciate the time and the effort that goes into keeping it looking like that you're you're right i mean with the newer trucks you would get a lot of the younger younger guys would come up and want to talk about it you know because that's kind of what they're interested in with the older generation would always gravitate towards the older vehicles because they related more to those type trucks so by doing older truck i've learned that a lot of the younger kids who are getting into the the diesel world um have a lot of respect for the older trucks as well and so does the older generation so it's kind of a good mix of both i think we really see that with with the dodge cummins and then also the obs ford seems like the obs fords are starting to get that that they kind are. of nostalgic yeah, people are, are, are restoring them or you know doing things to them and it's it's something i think you're you hit the nail on the head where the older generation and the younger generation can both appreciate it you're right i mean with the newer trucks when you go to the show them or whatever you drive by a dodge dealership or a ford or several dealership and it's the same truck kind of with you know big wheels and tires on it but it's a whole different appreciation and not saying it's because it's my truck. Just when I see an OB Ford truck or, or older Chevrolet truck that's been done like this, so you know, they took a lot of time and effort into that truck. Um, people walk around my truck and, and, you know, they give you good compliments, but I can walk around it and I can tell you where every imperfection is on the truck, you know, just because of the time I spent waxing it, rubbing, you know, wiping the water off of it when you wash it and washing it a lot and cleaning it. and So you kind of know every, every square inch of that truck. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that's one of the trucks that I would love to basically do exactly what you've done. It is just restore it and keep it, you know, pretty mild with, with the power. Keep it, you know, maybe not 100% stock, but close to it and just enjoy it I, i've enjoyed it a lot um, what really got me into the the first gen trucks is is my older brother um he rodeoed a lot when i was younger and this is in the early 90s and he had a first gen dodge that was a single cab duty red and white i'll never forget it and ever since i seen that truck i was like i really like those trucks you know they're the first ones that had a turbo on them and you know they were really stout for the, the time and then he traded and got another one. So by the time I got time or got to the age where I could buy a truck, um, 
my dad had said, you know, what what kind of truck would you like? And they were all driving the newer the power trucks when they first came out. And I said, I really like them first end. And so we found a truck and and I really fell in love from there. It's it's interesting. My my brother has a newer one and he, well, he's got a, a common rail five nine, and he's on a kick now to find a first gen, and he's been looking for a while. I've I've tried to help him, and he's like, "No, I want a regular cab." <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> he he just he wants to do what kind of what you're doing, where or what you did, and and just do that. And it's it's really cool. I know on social media, there's a lot of pages that that focus on the first gens, and it's those are the ones that grab my attention, and it's kind of that's what started it all. You know, that's the why diesel performance is where it is now is, to, you know, those trucks kind of took over the market and have that nostalgic feeling to it. And you had mentioned before that the truck's been in, in magazines. Yes, it has. Um, I've, I've went to a couple of shows here in, in East Tennessee, uh, one in Sweetwater, Tennessee, which is a, a Smoking Up the Valley. It's a charity event that they do every year for Children's Hospital. And that was the first time I ever took it somewhere, and I was I was blessed, you know, to win that show. And then we went to a show in Greenville, Tennessee, and we won it and got to know uh, Chris Tomlin with uh, Diesel World and Diesel Ultimate Diesel Builder Guide. Okay. So we kind of built a relationship. Um, he's he's really good at what he does, and he asked me one day about um, doing a photo shoot, and you know all the hard work that you done the truck and taking the shows was great you know winning awards but getting in a magazine i mean honestly it was it was a humbling experience uh, by all means so chris took the pictures and done an article and and it was it's been a highlight of my life i can say besides my kids and and my wife that's what's so special about trucks regardless of the brand is is really the story behind them and the meaning and how it can bring people together from different walks of life or different, you know, some people are into performance, some are into, you know, the classic truck, the restoration, the, some guys use it for work, you know, all those different things is, it's so cool with not just trucks, I guess the whole automotive aftermarket in a sense is how it brings people together and there's a lot of pride in it and you get to meet a lot of great people. You know, whether it's, you know, like you mentioned, going to shows or events or magazines or podcasts or social media, you get to meet so many cool people that share the same passion. You're, you're, you're 100% correct. Um, a good friend of mine, Michael Alstead, he goes with me to a lot of my shows that we go to. And I call them shows. They're mostly events, you know. I, I haven't been to Rudy's or TS with it yet, which I'd like to, you know, somewhere down the road. Uh, went to Rocky Top with it. won it twice. Um, like I said, I, I, I feel lucky and feel blessed to have done that. Um, but me and him has met a lot of, a lot of cool, interesting, nice people. And whether they had a Chevrolet or a Ford, you know, you respect what they have done, you know, with, with their truck. And that's one of the, one of the coolest things about doing a podcast is being able to talk with all the enthusiasts and like. I haven't been to Rocky Top Shootout, but I met Michael Dalton from RLC Motorsports like seven or eight years ago at Shide. And I just talked to him briefly, but I remember how 
passionate he was about trucks and diesel performance. And then we talk five or six or seven years later, and it's like we didn't skip a beat, and we're still talking about trucks and what's going yeah, on. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. And, and Michael has really done a really good job with that uh, Rocky Top. Uh, that event seems like it grows every year. Yeah. Um, and and I keep up with him. You know, he's on a, quite a few magazines himself. On I think he was on Diesel World a couple months back on the front page. I really like that Ford he did. That. I'm not a Ford guy, but I, I give all respect <laughs> for that truck. It is, it is, it's really nice. Both of them, both of them, the the dually and the the single wheel truck. Yeah, yeah. There's something about regular cabs that always kind of hits me in the <laughs> hits me in the feels. So yeah, I really like that <laughs> that regular cab he did. I, I agree. I agree. Um, so yes, Michael's done a really good job with with Rocky Top. And, and I've gotten to meet Ryan, uh, Ryan Milliken and Von Miller, and, you know, some of those guys that have showed up at this, at the show, um, the guys from Anarchy, which they're, they're local here, but they, they race there as well. They race at Rudy's. Just get to meet a lot of those guys and, and build a relationship is, is pretty neat. It is, and like how accessible they are and how willing they are to talk about the truck or the race or... If you got questions for them, you know they'll all they'll all talk to you. Oh, they're they're just common people like me and you are. I mean, they're 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 enthusiasts. Um, and if you have a question, I've not met anybody that has not been willing to talk to you and explain why they're doing this or that. And, and then watching the guys in the pits work with each other, you know, they may they may not be on the same team, but if somebody needs a part, you know they'll try to help each other out so they can they can race or, or sled pull. I just thought of a question for you. You think you'd ever get a first gen and build it into a race truck? Kind of have the best of both worlds, have the the nice, clean, restored truck and then maybe maybe something to take I, out there and race. I would love to, but I just don't know if my wife would allow that. That, that <laughs> might be that might be hard on our marriage. Because <laughs> I spent quite a bit on this truck, you know. <laughs> But I, 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 yeah, it's funny that you say that. Um, I was heading to Knoxville. I guess it's been about a month ago to the airport to do some work, and I passed a, a truck, a first gen that had a flatbed on it. And more and more, I got to looking at it. I'm 95% sure it was my first truck. So I kind of watched it and seen where it pulled off at, and so hopefully I can get time around to talk to that guy. I'd really like to buy that truck back. And and have that truck as fix it up to where I could pull my first gen to truck event or whatever you know, and show both of them off. That would be cool. It would be. <laughs> it would definitely be pretty cool. Well, it was it was really. I'm glad you reached out to us. He like said when I when I see a first gen truck and and I can tell by the pictures and we'll post some up when when uh, we you know put your episode out on. Um, Instagram and Facebook with pictures and stuff, but it's a beautiful truck. And then it's always the story behind it and, and the pride in it. And and we're all, regardless of the brand, it's just, we love our trucks. And to see, you know, what you've done with it and just the process for it, it's going to inspire people. And I think that's the biggest thing is just, you know, whether it's a truck we always wanted, whether it was the first truck we ever had, you can you can restore it or make it what you want and it might take some time 
but that's what uh, that's what adds a sentimental value to it that I think some of the newer ones you, we may not have, but definitely do with the the older trucks. Yes, um, I agree with you. Um, there, there, there's definitely a big following, whether it's a Ford or Chevrolet or or Dodge, or the square bodies of people just whether they switch motors or or they go in and you know kind of modernize it just a little bit but kind of keep the the characteristics of the old body style so I, i've seen that trend you know really on the rise here lately well if you ever if you ever buy back that that original truck and you restore it let us know and we'll we'll ask you how that process went and show a, a side by side of the the two first gens that would be that would be pretty awesome to do. It'd be pretty awesome. We just built a new house, so it may have to wait a year or two. I just may have to stalk it for a little bit to so I can afford it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I appreciate your time today and sharing your story. And uh, anytime. Yeah, like I said, keep us updated. Let you know. Let us know if uh, if you end up tracking down that truck and. And we can follow the build kind of step by step, and and uh, what you're doing to it, and hopefully see it at a see it at an event if we we make it out that way. That'd be great. Come down if you if you're in the area. Just you know, hit me up. And we'll get together and show you the truck or whatever. Awesome. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Thanks again, and like I said, we appreciate you reaching out to us. Any any time. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to iTunes and give us a review. Help us book this, this guest we've been working on for a while. The, the more reviews that we can, we can add to, uh, to iTunes, the easier it is for us to book the people you want to hear from. So we want to ask you for that and then also thank you if you've already done it. Also visit BD Diesel Performance at dieselperformance.com and PPI at ppi.com if you're looking for custom tuning, hard parts, injectors, turbos, transmissions, tons of different things. Till next time. Keep the shiny side up.